Now listen, I don't want any more bullshit. bullshit. Ooh, it's heating up, baby. It's heating up. The Colts offseason search for their quarterback next season and the future is heating up. There's rumors flying all over the place. Matt Stafford's off the board. Where do they go next? Are they fucked? We got to talk about this in part two. It's your man, Harkon Jala, a.k.a. the bad boy genius at your motherfucking service. As always, I want to welcome you guys back once again to the one and only world's famous Bullshit Free Colts podcast, the only place in the world, the only place online where you can get all things Colts, all the stuff fit to talk about the Colts, except with no coach speak, no spin, no PR, no political correctness, and as always, no bullshit. You know what? We're going to jump right back into part two of what the Colts should do now that Matt Stafford has been traded to the Rams. Are they fucked? We talked about the first two options in the last podcast. We talked about them getting a franchise QB for the next two or three years or bringing in a stopgap vet for a couple of years while they look around for their future quarterback. Today, we're going to jump into the last two, which I think are the most interesting, and that's should they go for a young guy who's a reclamation project or just look in the draft. We're going to jump into that head first and with no bullshit But before we do, y'all know that this is a labor of love. It is simply made for real Colts fans out there like myself who want to hear the real shit, not the shill shit. So I want to ask you to help us out. Take a second right now. Smash that fucking like button and help us out on the YouTube algorithm as well as the Google algorithm. When you hit like, it helps the algorithm show our video to more and more Colts fans. I also want to ask you to share this video with other people who love the Colts or love the NFL and make sure you subscribe to the channel. And last but not least, uh, if you like what we're doing, you appreciate what we're doing, please hit the donate button. There are three ways you can donate. They're all below. Give us 20 bucks, 10 bucks, five bucks, even $1 helps us to take more time to create more and more content for you guys. So I appreciate that. I also, before we jump back into this, I really want to give a shout out to some of the people who have been supporting us and some of the new people I've seen supporting the podcast. As always, shout out to my man Edsel Ferguson, who is a diehard supporter, has been a donator multiple times. We appreciate it. I want to holler out to Kelvin Beatty, Brandon Moore, uh, Speedboat, uh, T.W.E. McGraw, Indigo Child, Leo Guerra family. Uh, who I saw posted some good stuff and also Julie friend. And as always, everybody else who supports us, listens and watches. All right, let's chop it the fuck up. The third option about that the Colts could take for 2021 in terms of their quarterback. Uh, Let's just call this the reclamation route. In other words, Look for a young guy that hasn't panned out or has fallen out of favor somewhere else who you think has big upside potential and could possibly be your quarterback of the future. Make a trade for him and see if you can rebuild them. See if Frank Reich can build them into a franchise quarterback or even an elite quarterback, which would be even better. Um, So who are we talking about here? Well, The names are pretty simple. You're looking at Sam Darnold. You're looking at Carson Wentz. 
You're looking at possibly Derek Carr if he becomes available. And then you have a couple of people that we should, whose names we should put in here. Some people have, have uh, mentioned maybe De- uh, Jared Goff, who might be available for trade from Detroit now. Uh, although I don't think with his, <laughs> I don't think with his contract, I don't think that's a go. But you also should consider as free agents, Mitchell Trubisky and Jameis Winston. Now let's talk about each one of these. What are the pros and cons of this? And I suppose we could even throw in here Jacob Eason, who's already on the roster, but, you know, as a fourth-round draft pick, we don't know what he has, and I don't think the Colts do either. But let's just consider these for a second, because I think this is this is the most intriguing option to me. Uh, starting with Sam Darnold. Here's a guy who, coming out of college, what people were worried about were Unfortunately, some of the same things we've seen from him in the pros, which was his accuracy and his decision-making. That said, we do have Frank Reich here, who's a former NFL quarterback himself, has shown himself to be an outstanding quarterback whisperer, if you will. Here's a guy who got Carson Wentz to MVP-level status. He's also the guy that helped scout out Carson Wentz before the Eagles drafted him. We saw him work magic with Andrew Luck in the year that Luck played. We saw him make Jacoby Brissett even look at least like a halfway decent starter. And he also worked wonders with Phillip Rivers. Don't forget that Phillip Rivers threw 20 fucking interceptions the year before he came to Indianapolis, and people thought he was completely washed. You feel me? So... What Frank did with Phillip Rivers last season was outstanding. So if you brought Sam Darnold in here, there's an opportunity that maybe Darnold could learn from Frank and be uh, coached and also protected a little bit better because he'd have a good offensive line here. He'd have a running game. He's got some weapons. It's possible that Sam could have the upside finally come to fruition and maybe and again I'm not saying for sure but remember Josh Allen looked like trash his first season too he had a lot of the same concerns coming out of college that Sam Darnold did and you know he worked hard and by his third year he was one of the top quarterbacks in the league so maybe you could get that with Darnold I know there's a lot of talk about Wentz we're going to talk about him last all right Derek Goff like I said I don't think he's tradable I personally think that the best you're going to get from Jared Goff is what we've already seen. So I don't think he's a good choice to uh, try to make a trade. And then his contract is ridiculous, too, for what you'd be getting. Um, Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, when, when, let me just say this. When the Chicago Bears traded up to the number two pick to get Mitchell Trubisky, you can go look it up four or five years ago, however long it was, I said then they were fucking idiots to do so. He hadn't proven anything in college. There were better guys on the board. They should have taken Deshaun Watson at that point, but they didn't. Um, I think, again, Trubisky's the type of guy, to me, he's he's like the same thing as bringing in a stopgap vet like Foles, Dalton, 
Cam Newton. Like, you're going to get what you get from Mitchell Trubisky. And he's the type of guy uh, that coaches talk about. Like, I think he's just good enough to get your ass fired. You know what I mean? Uh, so I don't think that's good. I don't think that's a good way to go. Derek Carr, if if he became available, I have liked what I have seen from Derek Carr over the last few years. I think if you surround him with a great team, maybe. But um, what bothers me about Derek Carr is I just have a feeling like he's reached his ceiling. You know, I don't know if there's much more there. And I'm not convinced that where he is right now is enough to label him your quarterback of the future, like the the guy that can take you to the Super Bowl over the next, you know, three to eight years. You, you know what I mean? Not to mention the fact that you'd have to give up some draft capital to get him. I, To me, I think that as crazy as it may sound, I feel like the ceiling on Darnold might be higher. I think Darnold might be more coachable at this point. And I also think, you know, Darnold's going to be cheaper at least for a couple of years. Um, Jameis Winston is a name that has circulated a little while, even before this past season. I have to admit, Jameis Winston is intriguing because his upside is out of the stadium. You know, he has proven, I mean, the guy can throw for 5,000 yards. He has a cannon arm. Like, he's proven he can make plays. But, man, you know, throwing 30 interceptions last year, he threw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. I don't know. I don't, like, you know, I haven't watched him enough to know if he can be fixed. But I do know that, you know, it's been three, four years in the league, and it hasn't happened yet. And But here's the thing with Jameis. He'd be very low price and low risk. So, you know, if he doesn't work, you bring him in, work him out. If he looks good, you know, give him a year or two and see. But if it doesn't, if it's not working after the first year, you could always move on. You know, he might be somebody, again, if you saw something there, um, he could be a good low risk, high reward pickup. If you saw something there and there was something that made you think it would be fixable, he could be a a home run, like I said, because we've seen he could play at a high level offensively. uh, But, man, you just got to bring down the um, interceptions. The thing that bothers me about Winston is I remember when the Colts played them last year, not the the previous year with um, Phillip Rivers, but the year before. Uh, his decision-making just bothers me. His ability to read defenses or or lack thereof uh, bothers me. I, I don't believe in any quarterbacks that don't read defenses very well. You just can't win with them long-term. You cannot win a championship, really. So, again, I, I, I'm not a quarterback expert, it, but if, if Ballard and Frank Reich in particular, if those guys – took a look at James and said, hey, we think this is the guy. I would trust them. So he's intriguing. Um, Jacob Eason, I have no fucking idea. Nobody else does. But because of that, because he's a big, strong-arm guy um, who I saw had some mobility in college, it, I mean, I, like a lot of other people, would like to fucking see what, he's, what is there. It'll be really exciting to see what he can do in the coming preseason. 
But, you know, whether or not you want to gamble the next two, three years of the franchise arm, I don't know. But again, if there's nothing better out there, maybe that's the way you go. Maybe that's the way you go. That brings us to the biggie. Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. I don't have to tell you there's been a lot of talk about Carson Wentz. You know, we talked about him throughout the year because, you know, when they benched him, it looked like he might become available. And there's obvious connections there between him and Reich. Reich coached him before. They're good friends and all that jazz, right? It has recently, as you know, the rumor mill and the uh, a lot of stuff from sources has heated up. And apparently the Colts and it looks like Chicago are, you know, talking to the Eagles about possibly trading for Carson Wentz. So the Colts are interested. Um, the Eagles apparently are open to trading them. They're asking for way too fucking much right now. But, you know, I'm not going to get into all that because... I'm going to do a whole separate video on Carson Wentz. Um, I'll just say this. I'll just say this about Carson Wentz. What I saw of him last year really looked bad. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, Of everybody in this group that I've talked about, he stands out for one reason and one reason only, and that is he, of all these people, has played at an MVP level before that cannot be underestimated and it can't be just tossed aside as Tony Dungy the great Hall of Fame coach said um, the best indicator of future behavior is past behavior Uh, the best indicator of future performance is past performance you with me so here's the thing he has done it so we know it is possible and he did that being coached by the guy who is our head coach here now, Frank Reich. So I have to say, Wentz is intriguing. Maybe the most intriguing prospect in this category for that very reason. Because if you could get him back to that level, now you're a Super Bowl contender and a serious one. But that's a big if. We're going to talk about that specifically, like I said, in the whole podcast I'm going to do about Carson Wentz as a possible QB for the Colts next season and beyond, uh, that's if they haven't made a trade for him or he hasn't gone to Chicago before I actually upload that podcast. Anyway, the uh, Young Guy Reclamation Project is very intriguing. Um, there are some risks. The main risk being you're going to have to give up some draft picks probably, some draft capital that stops that, you know, otherwise you'd be able to use to make the team around the quarterback better in order to get one of these guys. And if it doesn't work out, you've wasted those draft picks, you know? So that brings us to the fourth and the final option. And that's just go in the draft and try to find your franchise quarterback of the future. Now, this is great if you can do it. Because you get that quarterback on a, for the next four or five years on a very cap-friendly rookie salary, which allows you to build around him. That's why everybody you know, covets finding the next Deshaun Watson in the draft. You know what I mean? The next Andrew Luck. The problem is it's a fucking crapshoot. It's a fucking crapshoot. And 
you know, everybody says, well, go and just go in the draft and draft your QB of the future. But they forget that you have to believe that there's a guy there in the draft this year or whatever year you're talking about that could be your quarterback of the future. And you have to believe strongly because if you don't have a top one, two, three pick, you're going to have to trade draft capital to move up in the draft. And that's going to take a lot to draft a guy who might be, might be the guy. It is a huge risk. It's a big gamble. No doubt about it. You look at all the quarterbacks that have been drafted in the top 10 picks over the last 20 years. I mean, the, the prognosis is not good, man. The track record is not good for any of these teams. You know, only a few turn out. And every year, quarterbacks in the draft get more and more overvalued. More and more guys go too high, much higher than they should because every team needs one. So this is a big one um, because of all the guys in the draft, okay, Trevor Lawrence is probably the most sure thing, right? They say he's the best project, uh, uh, prospect QB prospect to come out of the draft since maybe Andrew Luck, maybe since Peyton Manning. Again, maybe, though. You know what I mean? We've heard that before, right? Remember how good Tua was supposed to be coming out of the draft? And, you know, Miami's thinking about fucking moving on from him after one year. I mean, there's just no way around it. You're just not sure. But the Colts aren't going to be able to move up to one and get him. After him, you got what? You got Justin Fields. You got Trey Lance. You got Zach Wilson. These are the names we've heard. There may be a few others. Getting any of them, you'd have to move way up, probably into the top five uh, in order to get one of them, certainly into the top six, seven. And that's going to take a ton of draft capital. I mean, you might have to give up two number ones and a two twos. I mean, it, it... it's really expensive. And if you make the wrong choice, if the guy doesn't pan out, um, it can set back your, your team for three, four years and it can get general managers and head coaches fired. You know what I mean? So, I mean, with a team like the Colts, man, you have to be 100% sold that this is the guy to make a move like that. I don't, see Ballard doing it I don't know if any now may, now I, again I am not a draft expert I don't know what is going on inside their draft room I don't know what grades they might have on these guys I don't know if any of these quarterbacks outside of Trevor Lawrence though are likely to be graded high enough to make Chris Ballard and these guys give up a couple of number one picks and a couple of twos and maybe more in order to move up to draft one of them. If they do feel that way about them, I'd be pretty excited because to see Chris Ballard give up capital like that, I'd be like, okay, this motherfucker must be the second coming in their mind. Um, Like I said, this one can work out well if you hit on the pick, but it's very hard to hit on the pick. And even when you do, like in the case of Andrew Luck, the motherfucker might be gone in six years, might just retire because of injuries. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Like, you, you just never know what's going to happen. Um, so, again, this one can work, but it's the riskiest of all.
if you hit, it's the best way to go. But I think I just don't see him doing it. I really don't. If you guys do, you know, now that now that I mean, let let me know in the comments. We I've gone through all four of these. Let me know in the comments. I'm interested to hear you guys' thoughts. Which way do you think is the best way for the Colts to go? And what do you think they should do? Should they take option one, just get a franchise QB for a couple of years? Or I, I shouldn't say franchise QB, but, you know, yeah. You're looking for Rodgers, Watson, Dak Prescott. You're basically giving up the farm and going all in to try to win in the next couple of years. Should they go number two and just bring in a stopgap veteran for a couple of years while they look for their quarterback of the future? Should they go option three and go with a young guy as a reclamation project, try to rebuild them and have their franchise quarterback for the next eight to ten years? Or should they just, fuck it, roll the dice, um, give up the draft assets and move up and try to make their pick, try to pick their – uh, franchise QB of the future in this year's draft. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you agree or disagree with uh, my analysis. I'm always open to it. I'm always interested in it. As long as you, as always, don't pull punches. I don't want any coach speak. I don't want any nicety shit. Keep it 100% bullshit free. Let me know in the comments and make sure you like this video, share, subscribe, donate if you can to help us out. I appreciate you being here as always. I appreciate you listening and watching, and I certainly appreciate you guys' support and comments. Thanks again. I will see you on the next one. So for all my listeners, my watchers, for all the Colts players, Colts coaches, Colts front office people who might be listening, because I know y'all do, I'll leave y'all like I always do by saying, Let's go out and get another fucking Lombardi, baby. Peace. And win another fucking Lombardi, baby. And win another. And win another fucking Lombardi, baby. And win another. And win another fucking Lombardi, baby.